This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Buying a home is a major purchase for a person or a family. Having the structure inspected might be important for both buyer and seller. So today we're going to talk to Pam Pibus, owner of Inspected Like a Girl, about what's involved in a home inspection. Nancy and Ryder are here, always ready to take your personal finance questions. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Nancy. What's uh, on your mind, financially speaking, this week? Good morning, Kevin. Well, today, Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve Chair, is speaking before Congress. And so he's going to give us some more information about the um, policy of the Fed, what their thinking is as far as what direction interest rates will go in. We are expecting them to go higher. And certainly that has an impact on the housing market as we have seen mortgage rates go up. The other thing that can hold that back a bit, though, is the demand for those mortgages. So I was just talking to a mortgage originator yesterday who said it was very quiet in her office right now um, with 30-year mortgages easing over 6%. And we had to laugh because I remember my first mortgage was over 12%. Yeah, I was 13. And so it's just a matter of um, are we going to get used to this? Are we going to become accustomed to it? And that's what she said. People are just going to have to settle in mm-hmm. and become accustomed to these new rates and relatively speaking, 6% is still a, a good rate on a mortgage, especially when you're building value in a home. That's still a rate folks were paying in 2007 and 2008. Isn't that something? Yeah. When, I mean, and the housing market was even hotter then. I yeah, feel, I was so. just talking to Pam before we got started about how um, how many empty houses there were in 2007 and 2008 and saying, gosh, if I just bought every one of them. Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Fed is a government agency, right? Yes, it is. Kind okay. of. Who, uh, who is responsible for oversight? I mean, can you fire Jerome Powell? Uh, well, Congress is, because Congress does then approve who will be the chair of the Federal Reserve. Um, those are appointments. So we have Fed chair uh, members, and then there's a um, an excuse me, a Federal Reserve members and then a chair of the Federal Reserve. And that is appointed by the president. And it has a term that spans over the life of one president so that hopefully it's nonpartisan. Uh, And when are they next meeting to decide whether we they would uh, what they would do with interest rates? When is that? I believe uh, they have a meeting towards the end of this month. They meet about eight times a year. They can actually meet any time. They can raise rates any time, but they usually stick with their schedule. Because it's really important for them to not upset the apple cart that they really – and that's Mm -hmm. why this testimony today will be so watched because they parse every word and they telegraph to investors and everyone in the business community where rates 
rates are going so people can prepare for it. That's interesting because they used a similar phrase on NPR this morning about hanging on every word. So yes, that puts, puts that's what little... happens in a home inspection. <laughs> <laughs> they hang on every everywhere. Word. Yeah, hang on everywhere. <laughs> Ryder, anything uh, interesting you financially speaking this week? Well, since we were talking about buying houses, I was just looking up some housing statistics. And of course, like Nancy said, the the market has just been just just a lot less buying activity uh, lately. So one of the when the more important things we look at is kind of housing starts, how many actually how many houses are actually starting to be built and also how many houses are actually being uh, bought and sold and so that of course impacts what Pam's doing. If there's no houses being bought and sold then nobody you know, we're all looking at our houses every day if we're already living in it. But those numbers are both down pretty dramatically of course with the higher interest rates that's what's happening. Um, the house prices though have really just kind of leveled off mm, for yeah. now. Uh, and that's on average, of course. Real estate is all local, and so you may have some markets or some pockets where things are just going really cheap. Some markets which are holding up okay, but on average, uh, median house price is well on median. The median house price is basically flat. And in the hottest uh, markets, that's where we've seen the biggest price declines, mm. where it was just really frothy and crazy. And so some of those are coming back to earth. But what I've seen is they're not coming back to pre-pandemic levels, they're just settling in at more modest returns. So one thing the Fed's been trying to do with the interest rate hikes is to tamper down inflation. Right. Well, yes. Does it seem to be working? Or what are the signs pointing there? What would you say, Ryder? Uh, I mean, I think so. It's not just a straight line. Just like inflation is was not a straight line up, I, it's not going to be a straight line back down either. And and one thing that's important to remember is just because inflation is cooling does not mean prices are coming down. Inflation is the rise of prices. So they might stop rising, but it doesn't mean that everything just immediately reverts back to where it was. So uh, beginning of last year, first half of last year, we had just that was just crazy high, very hot inflation. Second half of last year, it was, it was a little more subdued. Uh, but we've had, again, it's been a mixed bag as to what, what has been going up. Uh, we talk a lot about, say, the price of chicken and eggs went up a lot, but the price of beef. But which and- came first? Uh, so I believe the price of the chicken increased before the price of the eggs, but they have some similar factors. The avian flu is a big one. Yeah, but uh, wasn't that? I mean, my question is, and let me jump in here because I don't know much let's, about let's the Federal it. Reserve, but what the chicken thing really wasn't an inflation thing. It was a disease thing. Well, it was a combination of things. Yes. And but, that's, that's what we have seen over the last mm-hmm. few years. It's it's not it's not one particular demand side. Right. There was problems on the supply side, too. And that's right. a great point, because there's so many different factors in inflation. And so the one kind of easy to look at example is the price of oil. Obviously, the price of oil impacts the price of gasoline and stuff. So in 2020, when for about a month or so, people just stopped driving, those prices fell down uh, pretty hard. They didn't fall super hard, because everyone did expect we'd get back to driving and flying, another big use of oil. Uh, in the war breaking out in Europe, uh, that spike in the price of, of oil and gasoline because there were some made – Russia was a major oil producer and we're heavily restricting uh, the amount of oil we can get out of them. But that eased up a lot because in Europe – 
who used a lot of oil and gas from them, they just didn't need as much because, say, the winter wasn't as cold. So all sorts of things. Yeah, just the weather, the, the, a disease, all of those things can impact it just like broader policy. And if we stop trading with another country, things like that can impact it as well. And the Federal Reserve's actions, and of course the only thing they can do is, um, you know, have an impact on interest rates. Uh, make them go higher, make them go lower. But whatever they do and announce, there's a lag effect. So it's not like it's immediately stops everything. Mm -hmm. It is a gradual slowing, usually around nine months before you start to see an impact. And we are starting to see an impact. Mm -hmm. And what most people don't realize, even though we still are looking at annual rates over 6% on inflation, that's a number that is looking backward to when we had really higher right. prices. And what we're seeing near term, month over month, is much more normal. So if inflation continues to taper down, then in the coming year, could we as consumers hope to get prices lower? Ah, uh, depends on what those prices are. Maybe. Houses, uh, yes. Uh, those egg, eggs. I think the eggs. I think the eggs would come come back down because uh, again we lost a lot of our chickens. Uh, so once we you know, grow some more chickens, have then, they come then home to roost? <laughs> the chickens they must first the chickens must come home to roost and they must cross the road uh, so yes. so there are some places where the price would actually come down but again on the whole what you're looking at is not necessarily the price coming down but the increases slowing or, or you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have as many reasons to complain on your week to week grocery shop. And you know that goes shop. back to uh, we we adjust, we build that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I just remember my parents talking about going to the movie on a quarter and you know uh and then also buying popcorn at the same time well we're not going to go back to those lower prices <laughs> that would be everything will adjust along the way this is money talks on mpb think radio our website moneytalks.mpbonline.org is one way to hear past episodes of the show you can also download the mpb public media app and listen on your iphone or android phone on demand Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotcher-Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Our guest today is Pam Pibus. She's an ASHI certified home inspector and owner of Inspect It Like a Girl, a home inspection company based in Jackson. She is also the host of Fix It 101 that's heard Wednesday mornings at 9 on MPB Think Radio. So, Pam, thanks for joining us uh, today. Tell us how you got interested in, in home inspection. Well, I was unemployed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a motivator. It's a motivator. Yeah. I had to make some money. Yeah. No, my dad was a contractor, and um, so I grew up on a job sites. And and I had gotten into doing some remodeling and, and things like that. Well, then I lost a job, and my mother read the article in the Clarion Ledger back in 2002 when the um, – home inspector law came into being here in the state of Mississippi. And she was like, she called me up. She goes, you know, Pammy, you could do that. And I read the article and I thought, yes, I can. (laughs) You listened to your mother. I listened to my mother. Yes. Not as much as she would have liked me to. Uh, Yeah, I know. For sure. But uh, yeah, so I went and got licensed and started in May of 2003. So this is my 20th year of being in business. And I have just, I love it. I actually love it. And to speak to, you know, what we were talking about earlier on the frenzy of home buying mm, yes. during the COVID mm. um, pandemic. 
we worked so hard we were exhausted Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but what my perspective was in going through that as a business owner is that we see these cycles you know i I lived through all the stuff in 2007 and 8 that nancy and i were talking about and i had a little bit of a forward thinking on that i thought what's going to happen is and my crystal ball is not always very good but people were getting into houses, they were getting cheap inspections, or they were not getting inspections. And that is an enormous mistake. Um, and I felt like once everything settled down, the interest rates would go back up and people would stay. They wouldn't be looking to move again because they've got this awesome, what, 2.9, 30 mm-hmm. year mortgage. They don't want to then sell and buy something. And they were able to get more house for that interest rate. So my thought was, if these people are going to stay, then they may be remodeling or they'll be looking to do something different or they'll have a problem. So what we've started doing, I have um, I started doing this a couple of years ago because I kind of saw it coming, is we are doing more and more home inspections for people who live in their home. They're not looking to go anywhere. Uh, matter of fact, this week, out of all the, I think, 50% of the inspections we're doing are what we call home maintenance and safety. Hmm. And uh, let me give you an example. I did one of these a couple of weeks ago for a homeowner. Um, I noticed that there was pretty significant damage to the roof. So we got a roofer over there, met with the roofer, met with the insurance adjuster, and now she's getting a roof for her. And the insurance adjuster has said, ah, kind of on the edge, but because the inspector was there Mm, (laughs) and the roofer was there. Credibility. Yes, there was some credibility. Also, this same client had air conditioning systems that were 20 years old. And I was like, you know, you just don't want to deal with an air conditioner in June, July, and August, or September in Mississippi. You just don't. So I called. um, uh, We referred a company to go over there, and I was talking to the client yesterday, and she said, this guy was fantastic. He told me that he could sell me a unit for my second floor um, now, or it's going to be updated in two years. You can make it two more years why not just wait and then call me then? But your first floor unit, yes, it would be time to go ahead and replace that. It is so much less expensive to work with home repair when you live in the house versus when you've got the stress and the drama of a real estate transaction. The In my world, the perfect world is when a homeowner gets their house inspected every three to five years. And we can do that. We could do a complete inspection, or we could do what we call home maintenance light, which is just your big deals. Wouldn't it be, and I do this on my own home. I get my own house. I have, because I'm training inspectors, so they practice on my house. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So I know things about my home. So when I get ready to sell it, and I've been there for 30 years. I'm not really planning on going anywhere. But I have a book that's like four inches thick of all of the things that I've done through the years so that whenever I get ready to sell it, I can hand the new owner, here's the book of all the things. And I will also, believe me, recommend they get their own inspector to take a look at it. But because I've been a conscientious homeowner, I have been able to keep up with things. Another thing I would suggest is 
And I st- listen, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm just not. And when you ask me to do math or talk about money, I get this glazed over look. Okay. <laughs> but my financial advisor suggested that I start a money market specific for uh, home issues. And I started that about 10 years ago. So as you can imagine, every every paycheck, it pulls money out and puts it in there. Well, now I'm getting all this interest on this money market. Um and I just found out, I had my air conditioner guy come over, and he was like, Pam, I hate to tell you this, but you need a new AC. And he explained the reasons that I did. And I was like, okay. And I went and I looked at the money market, and I said, when can you schedule it? Because I've got the money there. Mm-hmm. It's it's in a, in a place. I had to get a new washing machine. Well, okay. <laughs> so, Pam, that raises a question I think a lot of people might have is just – how much does it cost to own a home? I mean, buying a it's home, expensive. it's clear, right? Yes. So how does one think about that? Is Do you think, okay, my house is cost X dollars or is worth X dollars, and it's going to be some percentage of that, or how much do I need to be saving out of my income for that? Or are some houses just more expensive than others? And, and how, how can you plan for that years in advance? Well, you want to think about, and that's an awesome question, Think about the age of the house. Older houses are going to be more expensive. Mm. They may be cheaper to buy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And let me just, I had a call this morning before I left the office about a a house that was on a conventional foundation. All right. Conventional foundations are the ones that are built up. They're not just a slab of concrete. Okay. The crawl space underneath that son of a gun was small. So, Are you describing my house? It's just a tiny <laughs> little crawl space. Well, where I do not go. Yeah, well, I do not go. Well, and I, I've told folks through the years, it keeps me really spiritual when I'm on my knees and praying. <laughs> and, I, and what's coming up next. But don't hire a large inspector who's going to tell you they can't get down there. Because mm. that's an important space. That There's is a lot going probably on the most important space. At case in point, I did an inspection last week on a house that was empty. And unbeknownst to anybody, the toilet stem had been leaking probably for years. And I was very careful about crawling underneath that area because the joists that were holding the floor mm. up were mush. Mm. Oof. I mean, mush. And then when I opened up the electric panel, there were burning wires. So I left the panel off and left a message for the owner about these are the issues that are going on in this house. So older homes have to be updated. Think about this. Do you go to the doctor much when you're in your 20s and 30s? Mm. I go a lot these days. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes. I hit that age and all of a sudden they want to test this and they want to test that and you know, I'm having to get everything fixed, and but it's just more expensive the older I get. Well, you know, to be able to to take care of myself and the supplements. My God, the supplements <laughs> that I'm taking. Uh, it's just that's probably where I spend most of my money. <laughs> well, and for many people, their home is one of their biggest assets. And so that makes it really silly just to let it disintegrate in exactly. front of your eyes. Yes. Uh, regardless of the fact that it might be uncomfortable to live in, it's important to keep it 
uh, at a certain level. Also, pay attention. I always pay attention to houses in the market around me. What are they selling for? Are they being redone? Do I have to then get mine up to speed? All of those things, because you want to protect this asset. And that is so important. And let me say something about that. If you're going to protect your asset, think about this. You're going to hire somebody to come over and do a remodel, and then nobody's going to check it. Mm. And then you get angry at the home inspector when they come in and say that things were not done right. Why not hire the inspector to check the work as it's being done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, I, and I have to, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. I get so frustrated about, and, and not every contractor is like this, but I cannot tell you how many times I'll go into a situation. When I started 20 years ago, this was the first one that really got me angry. Elderly couple. They had paid for a new water heater. It was in the disclosure that it was a new water heater. And when I went up into the attic and checked that water heater, it was 20 years old. So they told him that they replaced it and didn't do it. Hmm. And I was furious. And I was they weren't even my client. I was working for the buyer at the time. So that's when I started thinking, why not, if we could change our mindset about inspectors, as general practitioners to help me take care of the thing that is one of my biggest assets. Because for most people, that's the truth, right? And then when you get ready to sell it, you can sell it at top dollar and not have to worry about and be so nervous about an inspector coming because you've already addressed everything. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's program about personal finance. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Our guest in the studio today is ASHI certified home inspector Pam Pibus, who owns Inspect It Like a Girl, a home inspection company based in Jackson. She is also the host of, or co-host, I guess, more correctly, of uh, Fix It 101, the Fix It show that airs Wednesday mornings at 9 on MPB Think Radio. So uh, we mentioned that, Ryder, you've, uh, I think, as you said, have had two different houses inspected by uh, Pam's company. So kind of talk us through it. What was the what was the experience like? Uh, Yes. So uh, she spent basically all day poking around and crawling around (laughs) in the house and uh, produced a report which basically covered every square inch of the house. There was there was not a light switch she did not flip. There was not an electrical outlet she did not check. There was not a faucet she did not run for I think hours. I don't hours. Know. Yeah. There was not an appliance that uh, essentially if it, if she could do something to it she did. She opened all the doors. I, there was there's part of the report even says uh, notes about doors which uh, might have been sticking or uh, scraping against trim or doors which didn't latch, things like that. Uh, information about the, let's see, I did not have washer dryer uh, in the home I live in now, brought brought my own in. So she did not you know, test that, but she you know went around, of course, the washer dryer hookups, tested, made sure everything worked there. Uh, everything was was checked. Everything was tested. Because we inspect it like a girl. That's right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> girls do it right. I don't know what to say. Yeah, there. make sure your uh, inspector inspects it like a girl. Yeah. So so th- there's just all sorts of things, and of course the big things that you want to you want to think about is someone looking at the foundation. Of course, my foundation. I mean, knock on wood. Every time I think about my foundation, I knock on wood. But it wasn't very good shape, so she didn't really have any complaints about that. But did note some things which could have been issues in the future. Uh, how close trees were to the foundation. Uh, just a general warning about Yazoo clay and expansive soils. And then the roof, I uh, think my roof was in good shape, but just inspected that, made sure it didn't go on the roof because it was a two-story. I don't know if you go on roofs in general. We do, depending on the pitch mm. of the roof. What's more important to me, and you had an older home, mm-hmm. was in the, and this goes back to expense. This was an older house. I, I looked your report up once <laughs> you told me that. I was looking at it on my phone. And we keep these reports. I have reports from 20 years ago. So oh, yeah. I just logged it, into your website and pulled mine and pulled back it, up. You just yeah. pull it right back up. Absolutely. But those, um, and I live in a house that's the same flavor as yours. Mine was built in 1958. Mm-hmm. I just had a new roof put on Mm -hmm. and there are wood slats up there not plywood and not osb so that is a it's a heart of pine slat and when you pull a nail out of it it doesn't want to let go Mm -hmm. and so it sometimes it will pop that nail and then also when they're using nail guns to put a roof on if you if you're ever in a new construction or after a storm and you hear those roofers boom 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 boom, boom with their oh, nail yeah, guns absolutely. and those things the pressure on that will literally pop out a wood slat well now you've got a place for a leak mm. so the more important part of a roof is not necessarily what I see on the top. It's what I see on the bottom. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. getting up in the attic. Yeah, that's where any evidence of, of a leak of might leaking, be. Yeah, that's you, real important. So just say, uh, like, like I said, no stone unturned, not a single thing wasn't covered. And she presented it in a report, which one, just a, a comprehensive report. This is just everything we looked at. And then a report showing what are some just maintenance items and items that you as a homeowner owner want to be aware of and then a separate report of these are things which need to be repaired or replaced these are not necessarily life-threatening things but these are things which are going to cause problems uh, active problems that, that pointed out leaks under the sinks uh, uh the 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 flu hood on my water heater a gas water heater out of place and just making sure that was venting properly things like that and that's all part of the negotiation process mm-hmm. then when you go back to the seller and how much room you have depends on the health of the overall market. Mm-hmm. So lately, people have been buying houses sight unseen, mm-hmm. uh, with it mm-hmm. being as frothy as it was. It didn't matter what your inspection was. They were like, you know, take it or leave it. Exactly. And you could do that as a seller. Um, as it's starting to flip more into a buyer's market, then buyers have a little more negotiation room to go back and point out some of those things. Um, I would say I've been on the selling end, um, and the more someone gets ticky with tiny little things, the more I balk. Um, oh, yeah. Certainly, yeah. if there's something bigger that I was not aware of, I'm more than happy to address that. Uh, but again, that's all part of the negotiation process as you look at what is not only the purchase price, but what will have to go into the house after the purchase. And, you know, that's a, such a good point, Nancy. I think... 
what what sometimes what a buyer and we tell them whenever we're we're presenting our information this is not a laundry list of things you're going to ask the seller what we're trying to do is help you understand how you can increase your value once you get in these are some things that you can take care of focus on the big deals i am and i'm going to say something <laughs> we ain't get phone calls on this i i am a little tired of the drama around home inspections and the real estate transaction because I think people use it to beat each other up. Mm. And I, it's just, I, I just don't like it. So I'm hoping that the correction that we're seeing where people were not getting inspections and, you know, now we can look at and move more towards let's maintain the value of our investment instead of beating somebody up when I want to buy a house. And then everybody gets all bent out of shape mm-hmm. around it. And we're trying to tamp down the drama whenever we're doing our inspections. Now, I'm known to be one of the most thorough inspectors out there, and I make no apologies about that. I cannot sleep well at night if I'm not telling you everything that I find. Also, think about this. Do you want the surgeon who's really not paying attention? <laughs> 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 you know, you want a good inspector. And even as an owner, you want value for what you're getting instead of just this easy checklist. And that's what I saw a lot of during the frenzy was just, let me get the stamp so I can go on and get to closing because I really want this interest rate. Well, then you get in and you've got all these problems that were not addressed because it was so dramatic and fast during the real estate insanity. So that... I'm just, and maybe I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but if if we can maintain our value, then when it gets time to a home inspection and you've been keeping up with it, and a buyer comes and tries to beat you up, you can go, well, wait a minute, I, this it's mm-hmm. really not that bad. Yeah, but you only have room for that if there are two buyers in front of you, and um, again, that all relates to the health of the overall market. And the frothier and the oh, more it's, yeah. it's a uh, seller's market, then those inspections don't hold a lot of water. They don't. They do not. And people get stuck. Yeah. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Money Talks. John is on the line from Starkville with a couple of questions for us. Good morning, John. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Hey, my first question is, uh, my son's looking at possibly purchasing a home and he was telling me that the realtor told him that the owners had gone in underneath it and sprayed a, some type of fungus spray and also put down a new moisture barrier. And my question on that is, uh, is that pretty much routine? And why did they have a fungal spray? Uh, are there any short or long-term implications for having that sprayed and done? And my second question is, on trying to find a home inspector, would you be better off trying to find one, say, 30 to 40 miles away from the area that you're trying to buy the home to keep friendships and and, and that type of stuff mm-hmm. away from um, the... Because I know that home inspectors in small areas sometimes don't want to offend a realtor <laughs> Doesn't sound um, like Pam has that problem. I don't have that problem. Um, <laughs> and, it seems, and it goes well with uh, insurance companies and bankers because neither one of them want to break the deal and, and, and make each other mad because they 
uh, they need each other's business. Call the banker exactly, and, and I know how this thing has worked over the years. It's gotten completely out of hand. Uh, as Agreed. Far as Agreed. Prices and all. So people would all hang up and uh, listen to your answers. Thank all right. You. Thanks for the call, John. Thanks, John. Uh, Pam, that first question was about the the fungal spray and the the uh, undercoating, whatever they call the the Viz Queen or whatever it is there. You know, if you have a crawl space in the South, you got fungus. It's <laughs> just part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's just part of it, and it just depends on the house. We talk about this on Fix It One One all the time. It just depends on the house. Um, I, you know, I would get an inspector, somebody to take a look at it, give you some ideas. Um, it sounds like to me that the seller is being very proactive. I love that, that they've already kind of tried to address something. I would want to get some history. Why did you do that? Who told you to do that? Are there any warranties for that? Um, and then it, it, it's really a and, – and without trying to spend a whole lot of time on crawl spaces, because of our high dew point and our high humidity, mm-hmm. We're going to have moisture issues in our crawl space. So you've got to figure out a way to mitigate that. And it just depends on the house. Which way is it sitting? Is it on a hill? Is it the bottom of the hill? So I'd really depend on an inspector for something like that. And then I always tell folks, as far as choosing an inspector, and it may be a little tricky in some of these rural areas, but Google, just get in there and see what other um, clients, not realtors, are saying about inspectors find people who've actually used the inspector and get their reviews we're all doing it you wouldn't buy i don't buy anything without looking at a review on the product so go in and look at what those reviews are and um and then just make an educated choice from there that's and also we talk about this on fix it uh next door you know going Mm -hmm. in there and seeing that's a great app for looking for folks to um, address issues in your home. And so folks who've used the inspector. Now, I will say this. When you're looking at reviews, make sure that it's a client and it's not necessarily someone who was selling the house who got angry about the inspection report because they'll come in and, and, and write really negative things about the inspector. Also, something that I'm seeing in the real estate world right now that just – it's crazy to me. They, the the listing agent doesn't want a copy of the report because they think it's a disclosure issue. So I've got this house that I did last week where the floor's getting ready to fall in and nobody's telling the owner. <laughs> oh, no. And because the listing agent doesn't want to see the report. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think with the uh, reviews, I would use the the method that uh, Olympic skating judges use, and that's you throw out the high score and the low score. Yes. And so if there's someone that's gushing overly enthusiastic or really nasty, maybe disregard those and see what the reviews. And then and interview the-, the inspector. It's okay. We I love it when people call and say, "What are your credentials? How long have you been doing it? You know, how long is your report? How long are you there?" Mm-hmm. If you're there, if if it's an older house on average with a crawl space, they better be there six hours. Wow. If they're there two hours, what the heck are you doing? I was doing an older apartment kind of deal the other day, and the agent was like, oh, you'll only be there an hour. And I was like, I hate your guts because you just jinxed me. Three hours later, (laughs) you know, there was just a lot going on in an older property. It's going to take some time. So we actually, on my YouTube channel, I have a 
I have a little snippet video. It's under an hour. I mean, under a minute. And it talks about how to choose and how much is a home inspection. Um, and my kind of my motto is a cheap inspection can cost you thousands of dollars. <laughs> what was that, that old commercial? You can pay me now or you can pay me later. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You just don't want to cut cost. And we actually offer now in the real estate stuff when we started doing this where we do a pay at close option. No fees to the to anybody. I pay those fees. I partnered with a company that handles all the closing details. So you don't you can get a good inspection and roll it into your closing. You don't have to pay it up front. Um, and this seems to be helping a lot of our uh, first-time home buyers, and specifically because the interest rate has gone up. But we're seeing a lot of folks take advantage of that. So um, just just don't cut don't cut corners on an inspector. And then also look at their credentials. All my all my inspectors have contractors' license. We're ICC certified. Um, I considered a master inspector just because I'm old and I've been doing it a long time. Um, but those are those are things you want to look at, John, whenever you're trying to find an, an inspector. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We're visiting this morning with Pam Pibus, owner of Inspect It Like a Girl, a home inspection company based in Jackson. Pam, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the the service that you kind of evolved into where you're not only offering uh, inspections for buyers and sellers, but sort of a maintenance type of inspection for homeowners. When they get the report, do you sort of say, hey, we think this is a priority, or do you work with them to maybe decide, do this now, this is something you can put off? Yeah, yeah. We'll come in in the... um, after and it takes us a little bit longer to produce the report because we're going to come back and we're going to really meditate on it and think okay what should you do first and let me just talk about the client from last week she's got to have a roof done but she also had a lot of rotten wood and so my recommendation was that and, and in my opinion the roof was the biggest deal so that was number one take care of the roof first the second thing had to do with some underground drains. All of her gutters went into underground, but they were all clogged up. <laughs> mm, oh, no. I was like, you're not draining much. <laughs> so if you're going to be doing your roof, why not get your gutters and your rotten wood taken care of at the same time? So then you're going to want to work with a company that's not just a roofing company, but a contractor company that can handle all of that. And we were able to help her find someone that's doing that. So, yes, we do put it in order of what we feel like are the important things this is imminent this can you know you can take your time on this and we try to give them some guidance on um, the process and putting it all together Um, I have some clients down in Brookhaven we've been working with them on an air conditioning issue because of some mold that was growing in the house Um, and so now we're going to go back and we talked to them about doing air conditioning if you're going to be doing that why not do your water heaters at the same time they're 25 years old (laughs) So, so they were able to do, um, you know, in a, in order of importance. So yes, that's a big deal on our home maintenance um, inspections is to try to help people figure out because it is it's kind of a deer in the headlights. It's like me listening to you all talk about finances. <laughs> I need some guidance. I need some help with that. Well, and those are big things. If you're talking about getting a roof done, uh, depending mm-hmm. on the size of the house, you're talking ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, this one was twenty thousand. And yeah. um, and then all of these other things are bigger. things 
things that when someone is faced with these that you're talking maintenance, um, there could be the um, inclination just to just leave it because I don't have the cash to do it. Um, I will say we've been working with some people who've been able to work with uh, local companies who will offer special financing, in some cases 0% financing. So ask about that from any roofer or appliance or provider like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if worse comes to worse, think about how long have you been in the house? What has been the increase in the value of the house so that you have equity, you have some ownership, you could go to your local bank and ask for a home equity line of credit to cover some of those. Those um, interest rates on those HELOCs are rising. Most of them are variable, so they will adjust as rates go up. But that will buy you some time and is certainly better than putting it on a credit card. Right, Ryder? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then that's a good point about the home equity line of credit because when interest rates were much lower we were suggesting oh, free money. sometimes for a much larger for a much larger project you could even do a cash out refinance that's not a great idea right now when you'd be raising your interest rate on your entire mortgage balance like Pam said people are happy with their 2.9 mm-hmm. 3.0 they uh, brag about it <laughs> interest mm-hmm. rates so I do. <laughs> so even though that HELOC may be a little higher interest it's also separate and you can tackle it real hard uh, when you do have the money uh, <clears throat> Pam, do you like the <clears throat> homeowner uh, to be with you when you do the inspection? Well, it's we like. No, she's there for six hours. Yeah, she's not. They're going to get not looking bored. for a new friend. Yeah, they're going to get really <laughs> bored with us. If you're the buyer, you should be there. Well, we ask that they come at the end, Nancy, and the reason is that, and especially Nancy, the older- I was at work. Yeah, Nancy. Well, yes. you you could have said ah, they'll be coming in later. Come. We ask our buyers, and anytime we do an inspection, we request whoever has ordered the inspection to meet us at the end. Mm-hmm. And we're known; our company is just known to spend longer with people. And the way our process works is, we're taking photographs, lots and lots of photographs. And then we will take you through, it's like a slideshow on our computer, and take you through every single thing that we found. And if we need to, we'll take you over to, you know, what what it is that we're dealing with. I've only had one client in 20 years crawl under a house with me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would not do that. <laughs> Most people are like, ah, uh, no. Well, uh, we got in the attic of my first home to look at some issues that were in the attic. Uh, and uh, But yes, walked through every single thing. She even pointed out this was the first time I bought a home. She pointed out just things. So, And it helped me understand the house buying process. It helped me understand how to maintain a house better uh, because she was willing to walk through all those things. And of course, I had a contractor look at it too, and I had a contractor do a lot of work, but he wasn't there just walking me through, answering all of my questions all the time. He was he was there to get the job done. Right. Uh, but Pam wanted to make sure that I understood what I was buying. Like she said, she wouldn't be able to sleep at night if she thought I was buying a place and didn't know what I was getting into. Well, and buying a home is an important decision. You want to go into it with your eyes open, and as long as you know what is there, and then you can factor that into the price that you're willing to pay. Um, For any kind of home purchase, we always say to people, you want to make sure you are buying a house where you will be happy to live. 
you know, it's in a place that you want to be. You're going to be comfortable in this house, but you want it to hold its value. You're not looking at, oh, I'm going to buy the next thing, and in two years it's going to double in value. Mm -hmm. Those are rare stories. They happen, but they're rare. So really, you're just looking for a nice 4 to 5% appreciation, holding its value, and uh, go into it with your eyes open. All right. Only got about 30 seconds left. So, Pam, if someone needs a home inspection, as we said, either being a home buyer, a home seller, or this home maintenance uh, concept that we've been talking about, how do they get in touch? You know, the best way to get in touch with us is to go to the website, inspectitlikeagirl.com, and you can fill out an online booking form. If you'll put your information in there, someone in our office will get back in touch with you about pricing and our availability. And we're about four to five days out right now on inspections. And then these home maintenance inspections, you know, you're not in a hurry, right. like a real estate transaction. So that's that's the best way. You could call, but I would really recommend doing the online stuff. Matter of fact, I've been watching the orders come in this morning while we've been on the show. <laughs> there we go. Wow, yeah. All right, uh, Pam, thanks for being with us. And uh, listen for Pam again tomorrow morning in her normal slot, uh, Wednesdays at 9 on Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio as well, funded in part by generous fan- financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks. The producer of MPB's podcasts is Jermaine Flood. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter Janderson, Ryder Taff, and our guest Pam Pibus, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us Tuesdays at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Oh, 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 o